Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Today, I'm in conversation with Maha Mahadevan, the CEO of Boss Solutions, a company providing technology solutions for ITSM, help desk, and 811 ticket management for the damage prevention industry. Maha shares his origin story of getting into IT after graduating in electrical engineering. Then, how a call from a friend triggered his jump into becoming an entrepreneur wanting to create IT solutions. Starting with staff augmentation services, how they slowly got into developing solutions and by listening to customers, were able to extend the solution with additional products as well as some new features and new products. How he approached the selling role that was needed for a startup from being a purely technical person. We also go into the context when he chose to become an entrepreneur and the risks he perceived and faced at that time and the support he got from his family as well as his network and how developing the network and tapping into the network has helped him. Then touches upon his personal practices to stay calm under all circumstances. We also talk about how to communicate the value of IT solutions and what should be the messaging from a buyer's point of view or a customer's point of view. We then move on to talking about the team that he built and how he has kept the team together and kept everyone motivated. The answer to that question is in the next episode. Listen on. Hi, Maha. Welcome to the Software People Stories. Thank you, Shubhra. Nice talking to you after a long time and of course getting to know what you're all doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, one of the things that I enjoy about this podcast is the opportunity to reconnect with friends after a long time mm-hmm. and catch up on things that I've been doing. So about catching up for the benefit of our listeners also, we can start with your origin story and how you started, how you got into IT, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. All right, Shivaguru, you, you know quite a bit about me because you were Shivaguru in IAC and then later on in TBL also for some years. So just, just to give a background, I'm, I'm Maha, Mahadevan. Maha is an adopted name after coming to the US. Okay, otherwise I was known as S. Mahadevan in, in our days when, you were in, when we were in college. So um, after graduating from IAC, I went to IIT Bombay, did Master's in Electrical Engineering. Then it took up a job with uh, Tata Bros. So that is very relevant to some of the things you are all talking about how somebody got into IT. Okay. When I joined, took up the job, I didn't, I don't think I put too much thought into what I was doing. I just joined. Okay. But there are some people like my, um, one of my brothers are saying, are, you did electrical engineering. Are you going to IT? Do you, have you really thought about it? At that point, the fascination for um, IT and then also the, the growth opportunities that laid ahead they attracted me. 
And um, after many, many years, uh, recently my daughter asked me, why should I have been in electric engineering? Why did it change from uh, something to something? Okay. Well, uh, I didn't, as to, the same answer is, I didn't put too much thought into it. Mm -hmm. I would have done well either way, but I, I don't regret for having done what I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yes, I so I got into Tata Bros, and that's where we worked together for a short time. Uh, I came to US and everything. Uh, I was in, in the programming, cobalt programming in those days, and it it, it got my attention. It was fascinated me. I got to go to many places, worked with different kinds of people, learn a lot of new things, and um, uh, many years later, maybe several, almost ten years later, I was still in, still in Atlanta. I was working for uh, Unisys Corporation. Then well, suddenly somebody called me. One of my friends from TBL, uh, you might know him. His name is Srikant. Srikant Manchikandi. He's in Bangalore. He called me one day and said, "Hey, I, I want to start a business. Can you join?" And that's the first time even that business word stuck in my mind. That should mm -hmm. I even do this? Mm. I said yes. Okay, I didn't, again, not much thought into it. I said, yes, let's, let's do it. So then we started, after a few years later, we started a consulting firm. And our dream, my dream, was to do only solutions, mm -hmm. only products and solutions. Okay, so when I started off into this, um, ventured into this um, uh, unknown territory for me, or the, I would call it a, a, not a comfort zone for me, but I went, went into it. Okay. And um, the 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 thought about or the skills about selling, I I had nothing. So I, even I speak fast, speak with an accent, and coming to US and starting with no real nothing much to sell other than the fact that I I can do programming and I can have a set of people also do programming for us, do anything for you, can turn straw into gold. That's what what, mm. what was my <laughs> my mind those days. So initially it was quite hard, um, uh, but I, I, I'm glad I continue to be persistent and uh, get to learn a lot more new things and change, adapt to the market needs and then got to where it is going. So we started growing as a stuff augmentation firm. That was the easiest thing, even though I wanted to be a product company, my earlier efforts into getting to products and solutions did not get anywhere. Uh, we developed some products, tried to market, nobody wanted it. And so it was not going anywhere. So we started into product, uh, uh, product sorry, stock augmentation. And that kept going to some extent, it started growing uh, after uh, several years of hard work and hiring the right people. And then later on in the 2000, uh, 2001, the, um, the dot-com collapse, it started affecting the stock augmentation industry. But I had a good set of people working with me, so we started developing some solutions. That means taking some fixed price projects and delivering it. And one thing led to the other, and we sort developed a product for uh, Windows migration, which was in the early 2000, when Windows NT uh, was not, not sunset, they are replacing Windows NT with 2000. So people wanted a one product that will do multiple migrations at the same time. So we got a product into that, got one customer to use it and they gave a good feedback and then we made it a product but the one uh, thing i learned the hard way was going into a staff accommodation services business into a product was a um, was a hot step for me but i didn't realize that 
I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, the company made a lot of mistakes, but I was the CEO, so I'm responsible for that. And um, uh, learned a lot of new things to do. And also one thing I, I learned when I learned over the years was um, I had a set of people who were just not into real sales. They were just taking orders for stuff accommodation, but we mm. got into the services business. It became difficult for them to sell because it was not easy to sell. They are not used to hardcore selling. Mm -hmm. So so we had to make some transitions, some changes, and um, of course, then the economy was not that good. So there are a lot of struggles to get keep it going. Uh, long story short, Yes, we, we got the product, started selling. We and the Windows migration product led to another product called Windows Inventory. We started a inventory solution for the for the customers, and that started selling well. Basically, we had a management console. You can get inventory of all the computers in the network, give you all the license details and everything. And then people said, "Well, you should add a, a ticketing component to it." So we made a ticket management solution. So that became a ticket management solution on-premise. Then we made it a cloud product over the last few years. Then we got another opportunity uh, while one of our customers wanted to manage the um, utility, they call the one call tickets. Here it is basically before you dig anywhere, you had to call 811. And you get a lot of tickets for the utilities, the water, water department to manage and go and locate those tickets. See, we developed a ticket management solution for that because we were already doing a ticket management solution. Mm -hmm. So it became a part of the earlier character software. Then we made it a standalone product because it was not meeting all the needs. So we had to add more, lot more capabilities like um, map integration, uh, uh, ticket routing, automatic routing, mobile apps, videos, pictures. So it just became a, quite a, uh, I would say more, I won't say complex, it's a more sophisticated product. And we have, we got, we have earned a lot of um, customers over the past seven years in that. So nice. right now, we are, we are a, my dream has come through. I don't know if this is a real good dream um, to be a product company and providing solution. We don't do any stuff augmentation. But looking back, I should not have done that kind of drastic steps, okay, which was quite risky. And we had to, we paid the price for that also, right? In things uh, because we thought there is light on one side and we start moving towards that, uh, ignoring a lot of other things that are happening in that industry. So, mm -hmm. anybody who's starting, I, I would I, I give them the advice that don't give up what you, what you have, pursue the new one, but keep pursuing the old one also. Okay, that's that's the learning I had. But anyway, I'm glad uh, where I am where, where I am. Uh, of course. It's a very subjective term to say doing well, but I felt we, we have come across a lot of uh, hurdles and um, a good reputation in the in the utility industry for the 811. And the help desk product, it is doing well, but it had a lot of competition. So we are focusing on our main success is through keeping customers happy, and that's that's a key to success. So that's where how I where I am, as you know, from where wonderful, I started. Wonderful, wonderful, and very inspiring, Tori Maha. Uh, you actually touched upon some of the things that I was curious about and wanted to explore a little more, uh, which is uh, partly, I would say, you know, the way you took it. When you said that you, know, you got a call from your friend and then wanted to jump in to become an entrepreneur, yeah, that also was, in one sense, a fairly risky decision. You know, from a salary job to jumping into something which... Uh, 
you don't know how it will work or what can be done or what will be the size, etc. So there are two aspects. Now, one is, how did you perceive that risk that you are taking? And second is from the family side, the support from the family or whatever you wanted to do. Now, how did you do that? Because many entrepreneurs or many people who want to do something always face this thing. What is the right age to start up? Is it <laughs> before I get married, after I get married, after the kids go to uh, college, are settled? People keep postponing the decision or are not able to choose. So when do you jump in? Well, it's not a... <laughs> it's actually... Yeah, I mean, at that point... Let me tell you, I was working at Unisys for many years. So mm-hmm. it came to a point, Unisys was not doing very well. Mm-hmm. So the contracts were drying out. So my option would have been, uh, and I, I've been in Atlanta for a long time. I like Atlanta. I didn't want to really move anywhere from Atlanta. So the option would have been to maybe start traveling or go somewhere else or maybe uh, develop something new and start continuing to pursue the IT programming mm-hmm. career I had. And technology was also changing very fast. So when Unisys was going down, or their business was diminishing. So of course, there are much less opportunities for us. So we decided we had to go out and do something outside. Mm. So instead of going the route of looking for another job or something, I, along with my friend, decided to pursue this. But yes, it was not easy. It, it was hard. And I told you the reason is mainly because mm. primarily I was not even used to mm-hmm selling or any, anything of that kind. So it was a uh, hard step for me. From family point of view, my wife is an engineer uh, by education. But when I started on this new, my younger, younger daughter was just born. Okay. Yeah. So she was a homemaker and then so it was mainly dependent on me. So it was a lot of risk. I would, looking back, I would say I took a lot of risk. Many other people would not, would not have done. And I see at least when they do get onto a business, they would like their supposed to be doing something full-time so they have a steady income coming i took that risk uh, big time but when i got into it i reached a point i cannot go back and start all over so mm. i just continue to pursue it uh, i think the message i want to share with anybody is well don't take de- de- this kind of risk ideally but if you don't get into it do as if there's no other option yet just keep pursuing it Okay, just work hard, keep making hundreds of calls every day. People hang up on you. People may not respond to you. But something led to that. And then I, I also did a lot of networking. I continued to meet a lot of people. I reached out to you also many times, Shugaru, right? When I was doing business. So that was one of my strength. I, I didn't mind sharing what I wanted and reaching out to people and taking no for an answer. So that led to giving a lot more opportunities here and there and led to some, found some leads. To get to where we are. So yes, the answer to your question is the risk I took is uh, enormous and um, maybe time has paid off but at that point it was not easy and of course I had, uh, my wife supported me completely but at the same time she was quite worried also. Mm. Right? Yeah. Coming all the way here and then <laughs> struggling with all these things. So those are all now kind of jokes now but it is <laughs> the reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The related question is uh, the patience that you indicated. Now, when you yeah. reach out, make these cold calls and all that, or mm. when you start up, mm. how long do you need to be patient before you can see results? I mean, it's not that everybody has to wait, but um, at some time, 
you may start questioning a self doubt might creep in right so how do you get yeah. over things like that yeah actually when you are going through those kind of things there are a lot of things that will shatter your confidence mm. okay we keep on trying so i we try to develop a product for some hotels and motels in the us mm. in, Atl- in atlanta Mm. so a lot of people in it spoke to them they said oh i'm interested uh, give me a demo mm-hmm. when we went to them with a prototype or this thing they said oh this is great but i i don't think my manager will approve spending any money on that so mm-hmm. i i trying to i came to understand well these are the hurdles you will face when you mm-hmm. go along the sales process mm-hmm. so those things can shatter your confidence and sometimes even think well the last 3 months i have been developing these things is is it worth while doing it mm-hmm. okay there's no i would say say try through man three months but one thing we should do is we should be ready to adapt and make changes especially in an unplanned situation like the one i was involved mm-hmm. it takes lot of amount of um, being ready to make changes and adapt to needs and reaching out to a lot of people uh, on a constant basis say i believe the thing that when you work really hard luck starts favoring you at some point mm. okay so i i i believed in that and continue to pursue it but yes i i want i would not say that i was always constantly discouraged because every time i try something new on sometimes calling different sets of people i had a big gold goldman database in those days it's called goldman mm. the software mm-hmm. so i used to use that and then make calls on a regular basis some, some people were encouraging some people were giving a feedback so something led to the other it was i was making some progress but not necessarily getting to the result that i wanted in a short mm. so that needs so you have to be get up every morning you have to be encouraged and motivated to do what you are doing and also when you try something on your own you have to be ready to get no for an answer and somebody telling you well you spend a lot of time and finally they say oh, there's no no decision made i cannot go forward with this mm. so it's it's, a, it's, a, it's part of the game yeah and sometimes of course there are some plant businesses where you get investment and you keep doing it that that that's a different experience but there again somebody is watching for you from behind right mm. the investors right in this case for me it was me and of course my wife watching me from behind to see how things are going progressively mm. mm-hmm. so do you have any personal practices that help you stay calm in all these things i always found you to be very stable and calm and cheerful which is a tamil conversation how to told you sandhya and but <laughs> but anyway, I, i i believe in god i i pray every day morning and evening i do meditation i i, I was physically fit always as doing yoga every i've been doing yoga for almost 40 years mm. so every morning i do yoga so those things kind of help me nothing make sure that nothing affected my health i was not mm. uh, having blood pressure or any of those things because of what was going on mm-hmm. so that helped me stay calm but the thing is there was always something something positive happening it's not like when you keep on calling your it is going to be all uh, going to be negative and everything already there will be something positive that and you have to look for that mm. and you have to get encouraged by that then it you keep going if you are overall discouraged by say, 70% of the calls getting nowhere and maybe 30% of the people responding in some way you should take that as a positive thing and then keep moving forward that's that's one thing i try to practice every day in the morning get up and saying i am going to do this and of course staying fit physically in the morning uh, doing some exercise and uh, i used to play t- i'm still i'll still play tennis so okay doing the physical activities continue to encourage and motivate us yeah very nice
going back to the point on selling when it comes to selling software and solutions mm. also the mm-hmm. example that you mentioned about the uh, solution for hotels and all that yeah yeah um how do you convey the value that they are paying because if it is a physical good they may at least say that oh i'm getting something physical yeah mm-hmm. uh, how do you normally project or help them understand the value of investing in it solutions yeah actually i have a, i have a lot of learnings on that uh, shivguru see we are all technical i mean we are all engineers by education mm-hmm. right so being done programming for many years when i first started selling especially the not the staff augmentation the solutions part of the business right conveying the communicating the value was critical and uh, we had we, initially when we started off we didn't know it. we didn't know how to do it mm-hmm. and of course i also have to let you know that we i hired and sought the help of many consultants over the years mm-hmm. some of them have been very good some of them have been not good some people have really helped me understand what so one guy one gentleman his name is man page he came to do this he was my he was my customer for some time then he said i'll help you mm-hmm. build your business team so he trained us and he told us what you are all selling especially the windows migration part you are just communicating you are just telling the features mm. okay talk about the benefit they are going to have so mm. that was a kind of eye opener for us okay mm. when you talk to somebody and also we should learn who to sell not what to sell that means we should oh, okay. talk it i should talk to the cfo or maybe the it director and not go to that in into a technician it happened in the past when you when you go to a technician and tell them this will migrate to other computers in one shot for you then it is his job at stake mm. right because when they get a product like that he may not they may not need him for long time so yeah. they didn't even get us anywhere so initially we were all doing that talking to the wrong people mm. and then wrong message mm-hmm. right we are talking about features what is the benefit to them how will they benefit how will they save money so that that was a a big learning for us but we we learned it we listened to uh, a third party consultants uh, like the gentleman mentioned about mm. and changed our messages changed our brochures changed our website material everything so that again that is part of our journey to get into product product marketing still even now after many years sometimes people come and say your, your brochure is very technical mm. show me the how i will make money or save money uh-huh. or reduce staff <laughs> okay doing that so that's what they want to hear okay. the business side so that has been a message that uh, we learned quite a bit and also we found that the people we had we had to communicate that value to them the customer mm. and many times initially what the people we had were all technical they were all mm-hmm. the programmers like me and you and then engineers mm. um, so there are there are some transition or transformation for us that we had to go through mm. yeah that's an interesting point uh when you have a fairly technical team and yeah. you have aspirations of building the solutions and then engaging customers and all that yeah and we also talked about the ups and downs or the probably initial uh, barriers that one has to get over you know in order to get sales and customers how mm-hmm. did you keep your team together how did the team also kind of buy into this and get excited by this his answer of how he brought the team together kept the team together what kind of changes he had to make and more in terms of 
scaling the organization and the challenges associated with that and the secret sauce about acquiring and retaining customers and career tips all in the next episode. Don't miss that. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.